Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we'll be taking a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are doing a new release movie. Uh, I'm actually rolling solo on this instant take of 2018's Searching. This movie is directed by Anish Chikanti. Uh, he also writes this movie with Sev Ohanian. Uh, hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, this stars John Cho as the lead here, uh, David Kim, who plays... Uh, um, a father of one Margot Kim, who is the young lady who disappears in this movie. Uh, she is played by Michelle La. Uh, we also got Deborah Messing, who plays Detective Vic. Uh, she's the one that works on the case. Uh, for those that are tuning in for the very first time, the instant takes, uh, basically these are reviews that I do immediately after watching the movie. Uh, I wasn't able to get a guest on this particular episode, but I'm going to do my best and uh, just kind of review it myself. Um, so I'm not going to get into spoilers quite yet, just in case uh, you know there's listeners that have not yet seen this movie. I will give a non-spoiler review and my recommendation, and then I'll probably play a trailer before getting into more specific details uh, but for this movie I have kind of been anticipating for some time uh, I am a big fan of John Cho and I think it's great that it released in the month of August which we also had Crazy Rich Asians I did a review on that as well and also uh, Netflix's to all the boys who I loved before or I, I might have butchered that title, but um, at the time of this recording, I was recently a guest on TV Movie Mistress with uh, Moji, and I was her guest to review that movie. So if you follow me on any of the social medias, uh, I will definitely promote that episode once it launches. Um, so here we are, the third movie with a an Asian lead. Uh, so this I think this was uh, very important. I think representation matters, obviously. And I think this is the step, uh, a step in the right direction in Hollywood. We have people of color working on this film, directing, writing, uh, producing. And again, John Cho as the lead. So I think it's great. For those that are maybe tuning in just to hear the non-spoiler part, this is a thriller. It It is about a teen daughter who goes missing. I'm trying to be as vague as I can because I don't recall some of the details in the trailers. Usually if I bring up something, it's something that was already revealed in the trailer. Uh, basically, John Cho is finding his missing daughter, Margot, and... During the course of the investigation, he finds out that he may not know her as he thinks, as as much as he thinks he does. And what I love about this movie is it is shot from, you know, cameras, cell phones, computer screens. It's something that uh, we're not really used to. And I think this was this was especially a great approach because they are giving us exposition in the ways that. We all consume news, right? We are constantly on our phones or on the computer reading up websites. So I thought that was a really interesting take on it. And the technicality of it, um, I do appreciate. Another thing is because they are um, shots from these cameras on the, the various devices that we have, 
a lot of the interactions are kind of long singular shots and so I am going to be very curious to see that when it hits home release what type of special features will be on it because I want to see how they were able to pull off such a feat um, in, in terms of the visuals and just the storytelling. Um, I think the writing was also especially um, intricate in the details that they show you early on. Uh, there's a couple Easter eggs, if you want to even call it that. It's funny because after or during while I was watching this movie, there's definitely some reveals in the in the film itself. And it made me think of The Sixth Sense a little bit, where they kind of tell you things right up front and for those that aren't catching it, will feel rewarded at the end when things are revealed. For those that are paying attention, maybe you're kind of playing along and investigating uh, as you go as well. And that's kind of what I was doing because I am a bit of a true crime junkie. I do listen to uh, a few true crime podcasts. And for those that listen to my show, I often have the ladies of It's About Damn Crime on the show. Uh, so shouts out to Brittany and Justine. Um so I just kind of want to touch on John Cho as the lead here. Uh, he is kind of known for a lot of his comedic roles early on, uh, Harold and Kumar. He was also, um, you know, in American Pie. So this is one of the most serious roles I've ever seen him in. And he plays emotional so well, and he hits all of the emotional beats, and it was such joy just to watch him on screen. Uh, Michelle Lau, who plays Margot, his daughter, I'm not familiar with this actress, but the, the screen time that we do get with her, um, she's great. Uh, you would think that she is a veteran actress. And the Kim family is just so lovable. And, you know, I, I think you become personable with this family because of how the movie starts off. You know, we get some exposition, um, kind of like a montage and, and just learning about the family and some of the things that they went through, catching up the audience up to speed on what the family dynamic is like. So I don't want to touch on any more than that, again, just to kind of avoid spoilers. But basically, after the movie, I, I enjoyed it. I think this is a highly recommend for those that like thrillers, for those that like mysteries, you know, whodunits. I thought this was really good. It kept me on the edge of my seat. I kept on guessing wrong. You know, I, w I would think it's one person and then I would think it's somebody else. But I think the clues are all there if you're really paying attention. And I found it very satisfying at the end because everything made sense up until that point. Um, I don't think the, as an audience member, not once do you ever feel cheated that they misled you in any kind of cheap way or anything like that. So hats off to uh, the director, Mr. Chikanti, and also uh, who also wrote the movie along with Mr. Ohanian or Ohanian. I thought this movie was great. Definitely go watch it. I think this is a film that you got to experience in the movie theater. Uh, I'm sure you can enjoy it just as much as home when it comes out. You know, um, just having to go to the theater and force to put your phone away and just pay attention to the movie because there might be a clue that you miss or a detail that you oversee or overlook. But, um, I don't know. This movie was just a lot of fun. I can't say enough things about it. Uh, the only other thing is I went in unprepared. Uh, this movie was, uh, 
it, it's it's rough at times and i'm not saying like it's hard to watch but i mean i guess it can be for some uh for those that have you know weaker stomachs and such it's not graphic in any way but there are some implications to uh some things that you know allegedly happen um i mean again it's about a daughter who goes missing so in the movie it it, it can get so tense you know you don't know what to expect and as a parent the last thing you want is to think worst case scenario um for for me this movie kind of hit actually it hit very close to home uh for anybody that has been following me on social media who knows me personally uh not too long ago a tweet uh, involving me had gone viral. Uh, my son, who is now 18, graduated from high school, uh, posted a picture of me when I was 14 years old and compared it to a 14-year-old uh, photo of himself. And that kind of made the rounds on Twitter. And there was an interaction that I had with him that somebody else found very sincere and that meme, I don't know, went viral in itself and got over 270,000 likes. So I am a dad first and foremost. But to watch this film with what I had experienced uh, made it a little bit difficult because my son, uh, Phoenix, who uh, is now 18, uh, just a little over a decade ago, uh, he himself was abducted. Uh, abducted by his mother, and uh, I did eventually get him back after a few months. And I, I think, having gone through that situation, uh, you know, with his mother and with him, this movie was very personal to me. And you know, I, I think the the difference, obviously, is that I knew that um, you know my son was with his mom, so I felt he was in no danger. With this movie, Margot goes missing, and uh, John Cho, who plays David, has no idea who, where she is, who she's with, and he starts to kind of find out there's things that he just doesn't know about her. So that's what I mean when I say that uh, this movie kind of hit close to home because I kind of went through a similar situation where my child did go missing, just different circumstances, obviously. And so it's definitely something that I don't wish upon anybody having gone through something like that. But it was kind of nice to see both sides uh, working on the case where David's character is, in a sense, the victim because, you know, his daughter is, is missing. And we're seeing the parents' point of view of, you know, what they have to go through when a loved one goes missing. But also we have the detective, uh, Detective Vic, we get to see a little bit of the investigation side from detective's point of view a little bit. So having gone through this situation myself, I have an appreciation for the detective that was working on my case as well. When it was easy to sit there and think that they were doing nothing, I think watching this movie made me realize that just because there were no news doesn't mean that they weren't doing anything. You know, they were doing everything that they can. It's just sometimes they just don't have anything to update you with. And the best advice that I was ever given from the detective is I just have to continue on with my life. And as a parent, that is something hard to do when your child is part of your life. But it's it will it's what was best for me at the time is to kind of continue on and just wait it out. So four long months, I ended up getting my son back. So that's my my story with that. What John Cho has to go through 
or the way he emotes and the way he reacts. I am curious to know how was he able to tap into, you know, that anxiety, you know, with the uh, a, a missing child and you know those frustrations of feeling that the investigation is stagnant. Um, even if you're not a fan of true crime or who done it, I think John Cho delivers an amazing performance that's worth seeing. Uh, so do yourself a favor, go check out this film. And at this point, I'll go ahead and play the trailer. So that way, if you have not yet seen the film, this gives you a chance to pause the episode and come back after you have seen it. So again, this is your last chance for spoilers. I'm Margo. I haven't been able to reach Margo. When was the last time you saw her? The study group only went till nine. I think we're gonna go late. No, she definitely left at nine. I'm Margo. Did she mention anything unusual? Was she acting strange? I'm Margo. Where are you? She's been transferring funds for the last six months. I'm Margo. We found blood in the vehicle. How did David respond? These problems usually start in the household. Mr. Kim, is everything okay? Everything is great. Margot and I are great. She had cash in her car. You felt bad about everything. She was my best friend. Oh my God. Told me she ran away! I didn't know her. I didn't know my daughter. All right, and I am back. And again, at this point, I will get into some specific details or at least some things that may spoil it. So either you don't care or you've seen the movie. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I kind of alluded to s- some sort of clue in the beginning of the movie that may clue you in to the climax of the story. Uh, at one point when David is, uh, you know, searching for clues on Margot's computer, I believe there was a picture of her in front of her school. It might have been him and her in front of her school, uh, Ever Creek. And I believe it said like home of the catfish. So that's their mascot. And when I saw that, I thought it was an unusual mascot to have a catfish. I, I'm sure there's a school out there that has that. But it is a term that is pretty known in the social media community. You know, there's a show called Catfish. So I kind of knew right then and there that it was going to be somebody that you maybe not least suspect, but it's going to be somebody who isn't who they appear to be. So I think the uh, intentional misdirect with the brother, I thought that was great. Um, That was Joseph Lee, who plays Peter. I thought the writing with his character was great as well, where, um, you know, they use FaceTime as, uh, as a device for the characters to speak with each other. And at one point, the character Peter is cooking some gumbo and, you know, there's a jar of marijuana. And, you know, the, the, the callback to that later on in the movie, I thought was great too. So, I thought, uh, again, the details in the writing was just amazing. Um, one thing I didn't mention in the non-spoiler part was the the, the whole deal with the mother uh, passing away. I've only seen like one of the trailers for the Searching movie, and it might have been like a while ago. So I don't remember that specific detail in the trailer, but that does make a lot of sense for why... Things are kind of weird at home. Um, you often hear about when 
you know, uh, parents lose a child, you know, sometimes, actually very often, it leads to divorce. So in this case, you know, the mother passes away and the father is having a hard time communicating with his daughter. And that's why there's things about her that he just doesn't know because they don't communicate. And it kind of makes sense that she went to another family member, somebody who she can trust. And her uncle, you know, she just happened to come across his weed stash, you know, and they bonded over that. So I totally get that. I think that's very realistic. That's another thing I kind of left out in my non-spoiler review. I thought this was very grounded. I didn't think very much of it was very Hollywood or anything like that. Like, I believe that this could have been a real case. You know, this could have been a um, true crime made for TV film or something like that. But uh, which, by the way, I did read somewhere that it has been noted that this is the first mainstream Hollywood thriller headlined by an Asian-American actor, that is John Cho. So uh, that is definitely amazing in itself. But uh, gosh, this, <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've actually done a review, uh, a solo review. And so I'm kind of having a hard time trying to remember some of the details. Um, I just thought that Anish Chiganti just did an amazing job with the exposition, with the the information that was presented on the screen. You know, again, there's very little dialogue. If anything, it's all, you know, just kind of recordings and little lines here and there from some of the, you know, quote-unquote Margot's friends. But you really rely on the information that David is looking up himself. And so I felt like I was doing the research as well. You know, I, I think there was very careful planning into what they were going to show uh, on, on the screen. Um, I just loved how, you know, the, the FaceTime screen was always on and you see, you know, the different types of people that David has to call. Uh, you see the stages of his um, emotional breakdown, basically, you know, from uh, you see the bags under his eyes and you see just how hard that this case and this investigation has taken a toll on him. Um, you see him overreact and I don't know if you want to call it overreact, but the scene where he goes to the movie theater and beats up that other kid, you know, for making a really, you know, terrible comment on social media. Uh, again, very realistic. Like I, I see, we all see that stuff happen all the time. And another thing about this film, for it being so hard, like no parent should ever have to bury their children, right? So I, I do love the ending uh, where we do find out that uh, she indeed, indeed survive. It's just one of those things that David's character is just, you know, he pays so much attention to details. You know, he's the one who figured out where uh, Margot might have gone and also having that gut feeling that she may have still survived because of the, was it the storm that, you know, just happened previously? So just it's one of those things that I feel like I need to go back and rewatch again because there's just going to be more things that I'm going to pick up on that's going to kind of clue me into solving the case. But for a case that's just a bit of a gut punch, I really did appreciate some of the levity that they had sprinkled in there. Um, you know, the, the moment where David's character calls the one guy and 
He reveals that he was at a Bieber concert, so we needed a little bit of that. Um, I loved how David searched Tumblr, and it was with the E, even though, you know, when Tumblr actually does not have an E. So all of those were uh, really nice because some parents are just not privy to certain social media. Uh, but I think with David's character, I got the impression that he worked in IT or something like that, so he does know how to uh, navigate around a computer. We see him have to go through multiple obstacles in terms of trying to retrieve the password. So just very well done, uh, uh, this film. It's definitely one uh, that I'm going to buy when it comes out on home release. Um, so I guess that's pretty much it. I It's a very simple uh, premise, but it's the way that... Is presented to you, uh, the execution, if you will, I, I think is what makes this movie uh, a real roller coaster ride of emotions. Um, so I highly recommend for me, I already said it in the non spoiler review. Uh, but tell me what you think. You know, did you watch the movie? Um, hit me up uh, on Instagram or Twitter at Paul Stalgic. If you want to check out the viral tweet I was talking about, you can find uh, my personal account at Rip Citizen. I have it pinned there. Uh, so uh, check that out. And for those that do subscribe to the show and listen to this podcast regularly, I have kind of been uh, doing some episodes here and there. Uh, We've been in the middle of a huge move. We uh, moved houses and breaking news for those that don't follow me on other social medias. We have uh, announced that we will be having an addition to the family. Uh, So uh, some exciting news here. So I've been extremely busy uh, just living life and doing what I need to do to take care of the family. Um, But also I've been on this other venture covering Cobra Kai, the YouTube premium uh, hit show. Uh, So check that out over at TV Ate My Brain, or if you subscribe to this new feed called Cobra Kai Companion, we'll be putting all the new episodes on there, uh, including the ones we've already done. We've reviewed all 10 episodes of the show, interviewed at the time of this recording, 13 cast members with more to come. Uh, So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely check that out. Uh, And the Twitter for that account is at Cobra Kai Pod. So I want to thank you guys for checking out this uh, this podcast, supporting uh, the show, and I just want to thank everybody for your guys' continued support. So until the next episode, I'll see you guys next time. I gave you the key when the door wasn't open, just admit it. See, I gave you faith, turned your doubt into hoping, can't deny it. Now I'm all alone and my joys turn them open Tell me, where are you now that I need you? Where are you now? Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.